Hey everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the season about persuasion in high finance. In this episode, we are going to introduce one killer persuasion technique and illustrate how you can use it for one specific situation in the high finance world. So sit back, relax, and welcome to Persuasion in High Finance. So in this episode, we are going to keep it simple. We are going to have one persuasion technique for one single situation. The technique that we are going to explore is a very efficient one. It's about making the other side picture how to do something, what we call the implementation of it, and specifically how to leverage this in a credit agreement context. That is, whether you are a borrower or a lender, how to negotiate the covenants, the loan quantities, interest coupons, and many others, and how to use this technique for this specific purpose. But before proceeding, let me just mention, in 10 seconds, some useful resources first. So before proceeding, I just want to mention, in 10 seconds, very quickly, that I have multiple video courses on probably all the topics covered here. Persuasion, negotiation, hedge funds, debt agreements, banking, and a lot more. I've built this body of knowledge related to what you're listening to right now, which may be interesting in case you want to expand your knowledge. And in case you're looking for an executive coach or executive trainer to actually help you with these, you can find my booking page at coachingbooking.com, which not only has my calendar, but a lot of testimonials from a lot of happy customers, including banking, hedge fund, and other executives. With this out of the way, let's dive right into our technique and situation for this episode. So, in this episode, we are going to start with one negotiation tool and one single situation. And in subsequent episodes, we are going to add one tool and one situation per scenario. And we are going to roleplay all of these. So in this episode, we are going to introduce the persuasion technique of implementation intention. The name may sound fancy, but it's very simple. And it's a true persuasion super weapon. So as the name says, this technique is about making the other side act as if they have the intention of making something happen, of implementing it. Usually, it comes down to getting them to state how they would do something. What would it take? How would you do it? How can we make it happen? And so on. So one of the earliest persuasion experiments done on this topic was about voting. They would have two groups of people. They would ask one group, will you vote yes or no? And they would ask the other group of people, how will they vote? Will you go on foot, by bus, at what time of day, which pen will you use, and so on. And unsurprisingly, the group that was asked how they would vote actually ended up voting a lot more. So that's the key takeaway here. When you ask someone about the implementation of doing something, about the how, they are much more likely to do it. They generate options in their mind. They picture doing something more vividly. And now that they've pictured it more vividly, they are more likely to do it. That's why one of the best tools in a sales situation, for example, is what is called a trial close where you ask the person, how would you buy? And if they give you a lot of details, that means it's a good answer. 
they will probably do it. If they give you a vague answer, on the other hand, that means that they're probably bullshitting you. Now, historically, there are countless manifestations of this technique. What I'm mentioning is the generic persuasion principle, but there are multiple specific formats. For example, the earliest example that I know of this is of Tony Robbins, who calls them quality questions, and he actually uses them to persuade yourself to become better, to improve yourself. Asking, for example, how can I lose more weight? How can I make this happen? How can I reach this goal? You force yourself to generate options to make something happen. There are also many other sales and negotiation experts that use some sort of implementation intention. For example, sales trainer Dan Locke always asks, how can we do business today? Or Chris Voss of the Black Swan Group has a type of question called a calibrated question. And these are questions that start with what or how. And they focus on the details. How can we make this happen? What would it take? How am I supposed to do that? And etc. So the general principle, however, is broader. You just want to get someone to picture how to do something, to generate options, to describe it in a little bit more detail. And on top of that, because it's the person themselves who is telling you how they will do it, they are more likely to follow through than if you were the one suggesting it to them. So that's our technique. And now that we have the theory, let's take a look at how to actually apply it in a credit agreement setting. It's roleplay time. So let's take our roleplay of the debt agreement. I'm a lender, for example, and I'm trying to get a borrower to accept worse terms than they want to. So I can say something like, tell me what would be necessary for you to accept this coverage ratio, or how can we make this definition of EBITDA be the one chosen? And remember, this will make the other side generate options. Maybe they're not the option that you want, but they will always be options. So they may say something like, well, we can make it work with a different maturity, or I'm just not sure that in case of default, this is going to happen, whatever it is. It moves the negotiation further one step to your advantage. And this is the type of technique that you can use in whatever quantity you want. For example, one variation that I use is something that I call the implementation prism. And this is where you keep using this principle to get the person to visualize in more and more detail. Because the higher the level of detail, the more likely that they are to do it. So for example, you can say, tell me how we can make this interest quantity work. And they can say, well, I'm worried about the coupon. It should be more favorable. So you ask, how could we make this interest quantity work with a favorable coupon? And they can say, well, maybe the interest quantity itself is not the problem. It's just the timing of the payment itself. So you keep insisting, what type of timing would work with this interest quantity and this coupon? And the person could say, well, we would need to review some of our finances to make this work. But you just keep hammering, okay, what would be necessary for you to make that review and to find the timing to accept this interest quantity with this coupon? So as you're seeing, you're always asking questions or making requests as statements, but always putting the responsibility of talking more in detail on the other side. They have to be the ones to tell you how they will do something. And also, you can use this from either point of view, borrower or lender. For example, you can be the borrower asking the lender, what would it take for you to change the EBITDA definition here? And the lender may say, well, we only do that for specific types of borrowers. So you can insist and you can state, okay, 
Tell me what would it take for me to fit that specific type of borrower that merits a different EBITDA definition, and so on. And you can keep insisting. And remember, the other side is always the one that has to generate options and visualize more in detail. And the higher the level of detail that they visualize something in, the more likely that they are to accept it. It's a very versatile tool as well because it's very polite. You keep putting the burden of replying on the other side, and in many cases, they don't even realize that you're doing it. So as we see, this is how you leverage the principle of implementation intention, and specifically to negotiate a debt agreement. So don't miss the next episode where we will be back with a new tool and with a new additional situation. Anyways, before we close, let me just mention again, very quickly, our available resources. So again, just to remind you, you can find video courses by me on many of these topics, and they will be in the podcast description, negotiation, persuasion, alternative assets, and more. Or just Google me in video courses, or head to my website. And remember, if you're looking for a qualified executive coach or trainer to help you with these, look no further than my booking page at coachingbooking.com, where you can find my calendar, but you can also find testimonials by very happy executives. Thank you so much for listening. Don't miss our next episode, where we will have one additional technique, this time about your positioning, and one additional situation, in this case, negotiating compensation as a trader. Thank you for listening. See you next time.